What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? I'm going to tell my K-pop peeps out there. My name is Denise, and you're listening to my weekly podcast. It's called That K-Pop Talk, where I bring you the news and reviews of the latest and greatest in Korean popular music. Okay, you guys, please do not forget to go click, like, share, and most importantly, subscribe to this podcast channel. And you guys, my very first segment called K-Pop News is coming up next. We have a jam-packed episode, so don't go anywhere. K-Pop News is next. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to that K-Pop Talk. It's time for K-Pop News. And we're going to start off talking about the nominations for the Mama Awards. The Mama Awards will be held in Tokyo, Japan on November 28th and 29th. And the Mama Award consists of 16 categories. And I will be here all night if I had to tell you who was nominated in every single category. And the reason for that is some of these uh, categories have like 20 plus nominees. No joke. 20 plus nominees. So I went over all the um, categories and some notables um, in these categories are Best Male Artist, Album of the Year, Best Female Artist, Best Male Group, and Best Female Group. Now, these categories have five nominees in each category. So I can talk about it with the exception of, well, five or six nominees. With the exception of Album of the Year, I'm only going to talk about the ones that got into the hot um, Billboard Hot 100 chart, right? Okay. But before we get into that, I just want to say a huge shout out to Jimin um, of BTS. He leads the pack with the most nominations. He has eight. And out of the eight, um, a couple are with Yang because he was featured on Yang's track. But he got the eight nominations because this is something he did as a soloist, even though he was featured on Yang's track, which is Vibe. So... Congratulations to Jimin. And this is not even including his nominations as, as being a part of BTS. This is just him by himself. Okay, so we have also leading the pack in the group category will be TXT or Tomorrow By Together. They lead with eight nominations for group artists. So congratulations to Tomorrow By Together. They've had a beautiful year, by the way. Like, they just been kicking butt taking names too. Um, something interesting, like I was saying about Jimin, is that of these eight nominations, you remember I said he also has nominations with BTS, but that's because he was part of a group. For this one, some of the categories he's actually going up against himself as a solo artist because his single Like Crazy is in the same categories with Yang's single vibe in which Jimin was featured on. So that's what I'm saying. Jimin is going up against himself. So that's going to be interesting to see the outcome of those nominations as, as to who wins. Okay. So let's talk about best male artists. So in the best male artist category, you do have several members of BTS's crew um, being nominated. You have John John Cook, Kim Young, known as V, and Jimin, they are all vying for that best male artist category. And also in the same category, you have Lim Young Wong, and then you have Park Jae Jung, and then you have Yang. So that rounds out the rest of the nominees for best male artist. I will have to say that's going to be sort of difficult. I wouldn't know who to um, vote for. You know, um, especially since if I was a member of BTS, I would just, I don't know how, I would be happy if I didn't win and my fellow BTS brother won. But then I'll be like, dang, you know, like it'll be going in the back of my head. Like, are you better than me? But no, I, I'm sure it's in all love, whoever wins. And then, you know, Yang could be the, you know, surprise that comes out. Like Yang has had an awesome year as well in the K-pop world, but we will see. Um, for album of the year, there were a lot of nominees. Like I said, this is one of those categories where there were like 20 plus nominees. But when Billboard put out their um, their their article on the, the Mama um, Awards nominees, because they have the whole list of nominees and, and categories, 
they they specifically paid attention to three of the nominees, which was um, Tomorrow by Together, the name chapter, Temptation, um, Stray Kids' five-star album, and New Jeans' Get Up album. Those are the the ones they paid attention to for album of the year because, again, they actually made the Billboard Hot 100, which I am going to say who got snubbed. Snubbed means someone who should have been there, but's not there. And I feel that RM, Kim Namjuna, BTS should have been in this category of album of the year. Because you remember Billboard put out this article that I'm, I'm referring to. And Billboard also had did a huge extensive um, article on Kim Nanjun's album call, calling it a masterpiece. Now, Kim Nanjun's album when he released it was on December 2nd, 2022. The same eligibility period for the Mama Awards. Remember the Mama Awards is from October 22nd of 2022 to October 23rd, 2022. I mean, 2023, sorry. I'll say it again. The eligibility period is October 22nd, 2022 to September 23rd, 2023. So, Kim Nanjun's album, Indigo, qualified to be part of the Mama Awards category nomination list, right? It wasn't. It qualified to me to be part of album of the year. It has gained critical acclaim for the complexity and artistic value of this album, but yet it was left off of a list of 20 plus nominees for album of the year. Now I can go on and on and on about why I feel that RM's album should be included in some of the categories of the Mama Awards, but you know, I don't want to go into detail because some people may say, well, she's ARMY and that's the reason why. No, take ARMY off of it. It's just a beautiful album all the way around, okay? So um, there's that. And then also I think Jen got snubbed. The Astronaut with Coldplay should have been nominated for a collab. Um, I'm surprised it wasn't. So, um, you know, I, I won't know why these two didn't get nominated. Maybe someone could shed light on why you feel that these two didn't get nominated. And then some people even said in hyping did not get nominated at all for anything that in hyping should have been nominated somewhere down the line in the mama awards category. So let me know what you guys think about that. Okay. So moving on from album of the year, um, best female artists, you have, um, Wasa, Jian Somi, Jihayu from Twice, Jisoo from Blackpink, Lee Che Yeon, and Yena. Who do you guys think will win out of out of that category for best female artist? I think Jisoo might win that one. That's just my opinion. Um, Jisoo, again, I don't know how they are calculating who gets qualified or who wins or anything, but if you're going to go off of the numbers, it should be Jisoo. Um, best male group. EXO, 17, NCT Dream, Stray Kids, Tomorrow By Together, and Treasure. Um, a surprise to me came in from Treasure. They have restructured the group, came back, had their reboot song, had a couple other songs that did very well. And now they're doing very well with the singles they have out now. The latest one is, um, you know, being featured right now. And uh, it's called uh, Kaboom. You know, the Kaboom version. It's called BOMB, B-O-M-B, which is the acronym for what I don't know, but it's the Kaboom version. They have the white dance performance in the performance video out now doing very well. So I'm happy to see them being nominated for Best Male Group. EXO is another one that I am very happy to see in this category being nominated because I've always told you EXO's harmony is unparalleled. Just And they're an OG K-pop group, and I'm so happy to see them on here. They made a huge comeback. 17 NCT Dream Stray Kids, Tomorrow By Together, that should have been expected. Like these, these groups right now are just kicking butt, taking names. So I'm happy for all of them.
Now, the strongest nominated category is actually the best female group category. You have G Idol, IVE or Ivy, depending on where you're from, how you pronounce it, La Seraphim, New Jeans, Twice, and Espa. Now, I cannot and will not predict who's going to win that category because let me tell you, all these girls are kicking butt taking names. And I mean to tell you, every single female girl group nominated is good. Unlike they are at the top of their game. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't change this category. I think all these groups deserve their nominations for this particular category. So, you know, um, if you guys want to vote for the Mama Awards, voting is going on right now. The first round of voting has started. It started on the 19th. It will be going through, I mean, October 30th. Yes, I was right. October 19th through October 30th. The second round of voting will be November 6th through November 20th with a war show itself going over a span of two nights, November 28th, November 29th, like I said, in Tokyo, Japan. So mark your calendars for the Mama Awards. And congratulations to all who are nominated. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about EXO's departure. X, not EXO, but EXO Dio's departure from SM Entertainment. Because a lot of people have been talking and giving their own viewpoint on why they think that Dio left. You guys, Dio simply left because his manager started his own agency. It's just as simple as that. There's nothing to read into it. Um... Dio has been with this manager. He's a longtime manager. He's been with him since his debut. So when his longtime manager started his own agency, Dio just left to go with him. I mean, he feels very secure um, in his manager. You know, he feels that um, his manager can best manage his career. Um, and so he decided to, you know, sign with him. Now, as far as EXO's activities, he will always be a part of EXO. That's not going anywhere. The activities will not be affected because he is signing under his longtime manager's agency. And, um, you know, the, the new contract under with the new agency starts December 1st. Um, the contract with SM expires in November. So, uh, again, he will still continue his activities with EXO. That's not being affected. Now, speaking of members leaving the agency, but staying with the group. Y'all know where I'm going. Y'all know already know where I'm segueing to. We're talking about Blackpink and the drama. Okay, so it is being reported from news outlets that they are thinking that Lisa, Jisoo, and Rose may be not Rose, Lisa, Jisoo, and Jenny may be signing with Columbia Records. Now, here's the deal. They said that Lisa definitely may be signing with Columbia Records as a solo artist, right? Then some people said, well, no, Blackpink just may be leaving altogether. Blackpink can't leave altogether because Rose signed already with YG. So she she's already in her contract, right? She signed, I believe, last July. So she's, well, this past July, not last July, July 2023. So she already signed. The other three, however, we don't know what their intentions are. It has not been confirmed yet. But what we do know is that Rosé met with the, um, was it Rosé? I'm pretty sure Ro Jisoo or Rosé met with the president of, uh, the CEO rather, of um, Columbia Records. And that was not, that was like recently, right? That she met. Let me check my sources real quick. It was, um, who met with him? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna tell you who met. It was Rosé. Rosé met with Columbia CEO, Ron Perry. It was Rosé. So Rosé had already signed with YG. So why would Rosé be meeting with the CEO from Columbia if she already signed with YG? Well, I'm going to explain that to you. So, um, and yes, you're hearing me turn my page because I have my notes because I don't want to be telling y'all the wrong stuff. So what's going on is that 
you got to understand the history. So what's going on is that back in 2018, YG signed an exclusive contract with Interscope under the parent umbrella of Universal Music Group for the promotion outside of Asia. So YG promotes Blackpink within Asia and Asia, you know, territories, right? But to expand outside of Asian territories, they needed help. And that's where Interscope and Universal Music Group came in to play. They're like, hey, if you sign with us, we can take Blackpink and market them in the European countries and also in North America. And that's how they blew up like they did. Same way with BTS, but we'll get to them in a moment. So they signed under Interscope and Universal Music Group, and they did those promotions outside of Asia in North America and European markets, right? Now, that contract may have expired or may be expiring. I don't know which one because they haven't said. However, the meeting that we have been seeing with the CEO of Columbia Records, Ron Perry, means that maybe the girls are taking Blackpink and signing them to have, you know, um, Columbia market in the European markets and in North America. Maybe Columbia may be taking Blackpink into those markets and not Universal Music Group or Interscope anymore. That's probably what's going on. So that would make sense why Rosé is, you know, seen out with the CEO of, um, you know, Columbia Records in Paris. So it doesn't mean that they're going to leave YG. It just means YG is going to, you know, sever ties with Interscope and UMG and then have YG sign under Columbia Records. Now, I'm going to tell you who else is also signed with Columbia Records that is also a foreigner and has relied on Columbia Records, who is uh, um, under Sony. Sony is the parent umbrella of Columbia Records. So Columbia Records' parent umbrella is Sony Music Entertainment, whereas Interscope's parent umbrella is Universal. So hopefully you guys are following me. I know the music industry can be a little bit... Um, confusing to follow but in layman terms you have interscope under a universal music group and then you have columbia under um sony music entertainment right okay so under columbia which is an american label foreign artists that have signed under them have been harry styles the kid Leroy, and central c right so turning the page um Another group that YG has signed under Columbia recently has been Treasure. So you guys see where I'm going? So Treasure has recently signed with Columbia Records because they wanted Columbia to, to um, expand Treasure's reach to North America and the European markets. So if they did that, no one made a big deal out of that when YG had Treasure signed to Columbia Records. So why is it a big deal that Blackpink may be signed or signing with Columbia Records? You guys, does that make sense? So I don't think they're leaving YG. I just think that they may be leaving their external distributors, so to speak. They may be leaving Interscope and Universal Music Group and moving over to Columbia and Sony Music Entertainment. So that's how that was. Now, IVE also joined Columbia. That's another group that also have recently joined Columbia. So there's other K-pop groups that are joining Columbia to get that, that, um, that reach into America and also the reach into the European markets. That's how they're breaking through. Um, also, too, just to put a side note on here, BTS has signed with Columbia back in 2018, but in 2021, they did the opposite. They left Columbia and Sony, and then they signed with Universal Music Group under Giffen Records. So see how this whole dynamic works? You have to find someone to help distribute your music out of your home category your home territory, so to speak. So BTS also needed help with reaching the North American and European markets. And 
I'm going to go, I'm going to go real deep with y'all. So y'all follow me. Okay. So, and I've been saying this for a while. So back in 2018, when BTS signed with Columbia, right? Remember, they stayed with them until 2021. And at that time, that's when R.E.M. said, hey, we need to go, you know, I, I, we got to go on a break. We got to go on a break. So what happened was during that time that Columbia had BTS sign up under them, notice their dynamic switch, their brand switched. Because that's when Butter came out. That's when um, Permission to Dance came out. You know, and their sound switch. But let me tell you something, y'all. It was said, allegedly, that the real reason that BTS signed with Giffen and, and UMG and left Columbia was because they did not have control over their brand and their music. So think about that. I want y'all to really think about it. from 2000 and what, 12, when BTS first got started, well, 2013, sorry, 2013, when BTS got started all the way up to 2018, their sound was different, right? It was the original BTS sound. When they signed with Columbia Records, it changed. Not Columbia Records, but you know Columbia's, Columbia Records, really the same thing. It changed. 2021, they decided to leave. Under Giffen Records, they got their brand control back. So now these boys can do whatever basically they want to within reason. You know, Hitman Bung signed on for it and they have more autonomy, meaning they have more control over what they wanted to do under UMG High, you know, that relationship with UMG High and Giffen. So that's why BTS seems happier, in my opinion now. This is my K-pop commentary. I guess I'm giving it right now, huh? So we have to understand how this distribution all works, right? Understand how and why groups sign with the American labels and American distributors and American music companies so they can have a wider reach. But you also have to understand, too, you will and deal, and sometimes you may lose a little bit of your authenticity and branding and in control of your music if you sign on to these American labels and you don't know how to make the deal, right? Or you do what you have to do for a little bit and then you get no notable and then you go back to another deal that serves you, serves you and serves your purpose. So hopefully you guys are following me because sometimes I know I can ramble. But hopefully you guys understood what I was talking about when it came back to Blackpink. So in other words, and I know I went off to the side story, but I just wanted to give you a couple examples of how how these K-pop groups are um, collabing or signing onto American labels to get that strategy so that they could be more widespread in the North American market and European markets so that people can know who they are, so they can be more popular, so they can, you know, saturate the market more so people know who they are. Okay, anywho, so back to the story. So what that being said, who knows what's going on with Blackpink right now? I mean, Jenny, Jisoo, and Lisa may still sign only with their individual managers. Like they said a couple weeks ago, you know, they said that they may start their own agencies through their individual managers whom they trust, right? Remember, Lisa could not have performed that crazy horse in Paris, Cabaret in Paris, had she still been signed with YG. That's just, that's just be real with that. And now I saw Jisoo in LA a couple weeks ago. So, you know, that explains why she was here. Like these girls are getting more of their autonomy back. They're getting more of their 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 power back to control their careers, right? And that also explains why Rose met with Columbia CEO in Paris this past week. Now, YG is still remaining tight shut about everything, but um you know, they have other groups. You know, their stock market did fall 13% in September, but they still have other groups to keep them strong, like the Revamping a Treasure. They have Baby Monster coming out. And by the way, Baby Monster um, has um, Ahian. Remember we was talking about her, Ahian? Well, she may be going solo. So let's look out for that, allegedly. So 
you know, let's look out and see what happens with Baby Munster and Ahian. Okay, there you have it. I, I think I pretty much said what I had to say on that. So let's move on because, you know, I could be talking about them forever because there's so many things to talk about. Okay, far as 50-50 goes, and yes, we're going to talk about the foolery 50-50, y'all. Um, 50-50, Kina dropped her accusations against ActTrack. She is returning to ActTrack. She's dropping her accusations. The rest of the girls are still signed on with their, um, with their accusations against ActTrack. But Kina dropped her allegations, well, dropped her accusations against ActTrack. And she actually returned to her management. And um, ActTrack released a statement saying that Kina is taking time to, quote, self-reflect. And that she seems, you know, tired and worn out. So I'm asking y'all, if this girl seems tired and worn out, what is going on? You remember, I kept saying, I don't know who's actually talking for these girls, but who is actually talking for these girls? Like, who is managing their accounts? Who is actually making these statements? Because the girls themselves have not made any statements. Someone is pulling the strings and they are the puppets. And it's sad. So hopefully this foolery, and I call it foolery, the drama, whatever you want to call it, hopefully it could be over with soon because I'm telling y'all, this is not something that we all want to hear every single week. We just want them to come to some type of resolve and be done with it. But netizens are not happy. Like this is not turning out to be a very positive situation. It's, it needs to turn positive fast because... If what AtTrack is saying is true and she seems worn and tired, that means the other girls may be worn and tired as well. Okay, y'all, let's move on. Hopefully, we'll have some positive news instead of negative news on 50-50 on for once coming up in the next you know couple of weeks. We want a resolve to this. Okay, so moving on. So let's talk about Les Seraphim, um, Kim Chewan. She is um, sitting out of activities after her bout with influenza. Um, they thought that she would have recovered faster than what she did, but she didn't. And so they decided because her recovery has been slower than expected, that she's going to be sitting out of Les Seraphim's activities until she gets better. So get better soon, Kim Chewan. And speaking of getting better, Seventeen's leader, Esku, is not going to be performing for comeback promotions for Seventeen's album called 17th Heaven because um, you remember he was playing basketball back in August and he tore his ACL? Well, he is still recovering from that. But y'all remember what I was saying when he tore his ACL? That's one of those injuries that you just don't snap back. You don't snap back. It takes a long time to recover from ACL injury. So um, we're glad he is improving and he's doing better. And we can't wait to see him reunited on that stage with 17. And hopefully um, he can before or, you know, I don't know if he'll be able to do it if they start a world tour, if he'll be able to perform. But um, he could be like, you know, BTS when Jen hurt his, um, you remember when Jen hurt his, his, uh, his finger he sat there and he performed with him he just didn't dance or anything he just you know did what he had to do so you know they could work it out maybe he could sit in a chair or something like like bts did okay um what else do we need to talk about oh speaking of injuries nct tail he had surgery remember that um on his thigh because he was in a motorcycle accident well people are going in an uproar because they saw pictures of him with um stitches in his hair when they had their promotional pictures come out and stuff and people thought he was being overworked and not ready to come back well nct um well not nct but sm released a um statement saying that you know he will not be participating in activities and that you know um nct 127 will be touring without him um until he heals so there is that so I don't know, you know, if they had to, to, I don't know who released that photo anyways. And why didn't someone catch that? Like, you know, K-pop industry, they are, they cover up a lot of stuff. If some shady stuff going on, they know how to cover it up. If 
you know, pictures and everything, they be on top of it. I don't know why they didn't. I'm turning the page, y'all, because y'all know I got to look at my notes here. I don't know why they just don't. Um, I don't know. I, whoever put that picture out, they they need to be either put on probation, terminated, whatever, because that just wasn't cool because that put SM in a negative light. You know what I'm saying? Because SM had to release that statement and say, hey, you know, he is not participating in any activity. So, you know, there's that. Well, you guys, I think that concludes our K-pop news segment. Coming up next is BTS news. So don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the K-Pop Talk. It is time for BTS News. As an ARMY, I'm so proud of our BTS members. Um, BTS, however, as a group, even though Jin, J-Hope, and Sugar are serving their country, still got nominated for the Mama Awards. Um, the song Take Two got nominated for Song of the Year and Best Vocal Performance. And then The Planet, which is an OST for the cartoon Bastions, got nominated also for Song of the Year. So BTS has two nominations for Song of the Year. So congratulations to BTS. Okay, so as you guys know, the ones who've been listening to me week after week, you know I, I talk about each of the members and what they've been up to for this past week, every week on my podcast doing a BTS news segment. Because of the Mom Awards, um, I'm going to also go over their nominations that each one of them received when I mention their names, right? So right now we're going to talk about John John Cook um, and what he's been up to for the past week or so. And John John Cook really almost tied Jimin. You remember earlier in the first segment, I said Jimin got the most nominations out of everybody. He got um, eight nominations and then the nominations he received with BTS. Well, John John Cook got seven, so he almost tied Jimin. So the seven are he got um, best music video, best dance performance, best collaboration, song of the year, artist of the year, and best male artist. So those are his nominations. So congratulations to John John Cook. So what has he been up to this past week? Well, his um, video with the kid Leroy and Central C was released called Too Much. Um, that's doing pretty good. He did his TikTok challenge with the kid Leroy. That's out. Um, if you guys want to see um, what the TikTok challenge was and you don't have TikTok, just go to my Instagram. It's the same as my podcast. It's on there. Um, he attended the Calvin Klein event in Japan. And you guys notice he's wearing brand new clothes from Calvin Klein. And it reminds me of when I was growing up how we had to iron our clothes and the more starch you put on, the stiffer your clothes got. But that was in back then when I was growing up. John John Cook's clothes look just like that. So I'm wondering if that's a new trend now because his clothes were stiff, but it wasn't stiff in a bad way. It was stiff in a good way. So I wonder if that's going to be like the new trend now, you know, the stiff pants are back and the stiff shirt, you know, that starchy look, if that's going to come back. But just, just wanted to mention that. But anywho, um, yes, yeah, so he went to the event in Japan and, and, you know, everybody was out and about trying to look for John John Cook. And it was so much social media on that. Like there were cameras everywhere. And then um, he was going to perform for the MTV EMAs, which is European Music Awards. But as we all know, in light of the events going on with the war between Palestine and Israel, it got canceled. So um, I totally understand that uh, of the reason why it was canceled for everyone's safety. Um, in other news, though, he is performing on November 20th in his home country of Seoul, South Korea, or hometown of Seoul, South Korea. Well, that's not his hometown, but you guys know what I mean, because his hometown is Busan. But he is performing in Seoul, South Korea, um, his first solo concert. And it will be shown November 20th, like I said, at 8 p.m. Korea Standard Time, which is 4 a.m. Los Angeles time, which is, um, let me tell you, I think it's what, 7 a.m.? New York time. So if you're in New York, then it's going to be so much easier for you guys to get up than me over here on the West Coast. It's going to be 4 a.m. But guess what? I will be getting up. 
I'm going to set my alarm like 3.15ish, get up, get some matcha tea, get some oat milk, froth it up real good because, you know, matcha wakes you up and I'm going to be, you know, sitting on my couch, legs kicked up, waiting for the online streaming of his concert. And normally, they normally start previews of different things like an hour ahead. So I may have to wake up like at 2 30 actually so at three o'clock they'll probably come on and start showing stuff so um your girl will be up i definitely will be up watching it and hopefully you guys if you're not able to be there in person you don't live in south korea you can watch it as well we'll all be watching it together since it's live right so that's what john john cook been up to and i also want to send a huge shout out to john john cook because he becomes the first korean soloist to chart multiple songs on the Billboard Hot 100 simultaneously for two weeks. The two songs are, of course, 3D and 7. Um, I think as we speak for this week, the last I looked, 3D was at number 58 and 7 was at number 99. But you know 7 debuted at number 1, so it's had a good run. Because I think it debuted, what, July 14th? So from July 14th to now and still be in the top 100, that is phenomenal. And then um, 3D debuted at number five and is now at number 58. So some tells me that this newest single that he has with the Kid Leroy and um, Central C is going to be in the Hot 100 pretty soon. And then if Seven stays and hangs on, he'll have three songs in the Top 100 simultaneously. I think that was a motorcycle just went past my house if you guys hear something. Okay, so there is that. So congratulations to John John Cook. Moving on to Jimin. We already know Jimin got nominated for um, the Mom Awards eight times. And um, those eight are the same as John John Cook. You got Best Collaboration Song of the Year, Artist of the Year, Best Dance Performance, Best Video, um, Best Male Artist, and um, Best... Col I think I already said be Best Collaboration... But the eighth one is Album of the Year. And John John Cook probably would have gotten nominated for that too had his album been released because we all know it's going to be awesome. But because he doesn't have an album, Jimin picked up the eighth nomination with Album of the Year. So that's where that comes into place at. It is still Jim Tober because you guys know uh, Jimin had a birthday on October 13th. He turned 28. And so um, it's still Gentober because it's still October. Now, his video production diary trailer was released um, a week or two ago. And, uh, you know, his video production diary itself will be released on October 23rd. So by the time you guys hear this podcast, it should have already come out or will be coming out the next day because I will release this podcast on um either the 21st or 22nd. I haven't decided yet at the time of, of um, filming this. So let me know what you guys think when you finally see it, his video production diary. I think it's going to be very insightful on how he had come up with the face album. So I'm excited to see that. Now, Jimin is also another one to watch you guys because, um, and I'm talking about as far as uh, going into the military I, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if you guys heard Jimin and V talking. I'll get to V because he's next. But they had said something at V's fan meeting when he brought Jimin up on stage, um, you know, during Jimin's birthday. Um, they say happy birthday to Jimin. So I wasn't sure if it was on the 13th that they did the fan meet. I can't remember. I don't think it's on the 13th they did a fan meeting. But nevertheless, he did sing happy birthday to Jimin for his birthday. And they both made reference to going into the military at the end of, by the end of the year. So I'm pretty sure V and Jimin will go into the military by the end of the year. I just don't know when. But that is another one, like I said, we need to watch for because it is inevitable. He is going this year. Okay, speaking of V, we're going to talk about V next, Kim Taehyung. He's been pretty low-key since the fan meetup. Um... His Mama Award noms are Artist of the Year, Song of the Year, Album of the Year, Best Male Artist, and Best Vocal Performance Solo. Um, you know, BTS had the Best Vocal Performance Group, 
but he's the best vocal performance solo. And that's because, you know, V has a phenomenal voice, of course. Um, he was on the V Live, uh, I think at the time I'm filming this, it was in the morning time. He woke up like at 3.30 his time and he couldn't go back to sleep. I thought that was so, um, it was funny though, because he was like, I can't go back to sleep. He said it's 3.30 here in Korea. And he was like, you know, people over here in America or, you know, on the West, he said Western side, <laughs> you guys are probably already up. And I'm like, yeah, we're up. Um, he did mention, like I said, going into the military with Jim and doing his fan meeting. Um, and that's about it. I mean, you know, V really has been, you know, pretty chill. He's been hanging out with the, the Celine family. Although I did see this TikTok. It was so funny. Um, I didn't put it on the K-pop side. I do have a personal um, Instagram as well. And I put it up on my personal one. But it said, um, they were interviewing this guy. He said, who are your favorite designers? And the guy goes, uh, Saint Laurent, Celine. So he didn't say Celine, he said Celine. So I got to figure out what is the correct pronunciation. Is it Celine or is it Celine? So until then, I'm going to say Celine because he said Celine. So I'm going to call it Celine. Um, but yeah, so V was hanging out with his Celine family. So that's basically what he's been doing. Um, okay, moving on. Let's talk about sugar. Um, Speaking of Mama Awards, since I'm covering all the nominations for each one of the seven BTS members, let's talk about Sugars. Okay, so Sugars Mama Noms are Song of the Year, Album of the Year, Best Rap and Hip Hop Performance. Okay, now Album of the Year, I totally agree with the D-Day. Hey, we all know that Sugars' album was a masterpiece, debuted at number one, took the world by storm. But what I didn't understand was why did he not get nominated for Artist of the Year? I'm not understanding this, y'all. He sold out a world tour in literally minutes. Even us armies couldn't even get through. And we have a membership and we still could not get through to the top of the line to book our tickets. Like people were vying for tickets everywhere you went. People were trying to get a hold of those D-Day tour tickets, right? And Sugar was impactful. Not only did he sell out a world tour, he wrote it, produced it, performed it, right? Like he has transformed as an artist from the little shy Sugar we knew in BTS to this megastar, world-renowned rapper that's Korean and put himself on the map. And like I said, three albums all went to number one in three different names. Who does that, right? No one else has done that in the history of rap. But Sugar has, Minyo Gi has, August D has. And then we come to um, Best Rap and Hip Hop Performance. Now, Song of the Year, they put People Part 2 featuring IU. I don't agree with that choice, but I get it because you know, we like IU, right? And it was a nice song. So I, I understand that part. I don't agree with it. I think um, Hagum should have been it. But hey, I, I, I understand. But best rap and hip hop performance, you also chose People Part 2 featuring IU. I have to disagree with you guys. And I'm not talking about you as the audience that's listening. I'm talking about the people from Mama. I have to disagree. I think it should have been Hagum or it should have been D-Day because those were the two that made the impact on the charts. Those are the two that made the impact where people was like, hey, I want to go get D-Day because of the song D-Day and because of the song Hagum. I want to go get that album. I want to go download that album. And that's what people were talking about the most in social media. Yes, people part two. It's a continuation of People Part 1 that Sugar wrote and he decided to go ahead and part, make a part two and put IU on it. And yes, they do have history making songs together, which have been so beautiful and have been so impactful. But when it comes to rap and hip hop, you think of Hagum and D-Day over People Part 2, right? You know what I'm saying? So there's that. 
Album of the year is the only thing I do agree with. Now, the album of the year, D-Day, I agree with that. But best hip-hop performance or best rap performance, again, they chose People Part 2 featuring IU. Again, I disagree. I think it should have been D-Day or Hagum. I mean, because that is hardcore rapping. That's hardcore hip-hop. And that's what it should have been. It didn't even, he didn't get nominated for best music video. I thought Hagum was a beautiful, I think um, Amaglada was also a beautiful music video and it was heart-wrenching and heartfelt and it really touched you. Why that? Why wasn't that nominated? Amaglada, why wasn't that nominated? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but I'm sort of upset because I think Sugar should have got more nominations. That's just me. This is my opinion. I do like the fact that he's still getting his residual income. He getting that passive income. Um, even though Sugar is right now serving this country as a social service agent. Remember, he couldn't do the military because of his shoulder injury. But while he is serving his country, he still has that passive income coming in from freestyle. Um, the freestyle commercial with Samsung. You remember, freestyle is the projector. And um, it's so good. I showed someone else that, that projector and... Um, I think I may try to get one. I'll let y'all know if I do. And then he has episode 19 of Situata. And I'm so happy he's still doing that. Even though um, he's not physically doing it now, he probably made some episodes um, so that when he starts serving his country, we can see the episodes still go on. And that's what he did because episode 19 came out last week featuring Kim Jong-wan, of the group Neil. Now Neil's been out like two decades before um, this interview. Like they've been out 20 plus years. And it's so interesting to see, you know, Kim Jong-wan and, or Kim Jong-wan and um, Sugar Talk. It's like they're both the same age. Like it was just interesting to hear like his music transcends time. His group's music, Neil, transcends time. It's not Neil, it's Neil. I'm sorry. Um, so if you guys haven't seen that episode yet, it's episode 19. Let's talk about uh, J-Hope now. Another one I'm sort of disappointed on. Now, he did get nominated for um, Song of the Year with J. Cole for On the Street. But what I'm confused that is you have one of the best rappers in the game, in the world, J. Cole, and they didn't get nominated for best collaboration. Y'all don't think something is wrong with that. Like, are you for real? You didn't nominate the two best collab rappers? Like, come on now. It doesn't get any better than J-Hope and J. Cole together. The J's of rap, <laughs> you know, J-Hope, J. Cole. That was like an A-list collaboration and you didn't even nominate it for best collab at the Mamas? Come on now, y'all. And then you got Jen. No song of the year, no collaboration of the year as well. He collabed with none other than Coldplay and you guys can't put him down for that. And again, y'all got some categories for the Mamas. They got 20 plus nominees. Y'all can't squeeze these two in for the collab? Y'all, I don't understand what's going on with the mama. Someone make it make sense. Someone make it make sense. And then let me tell you about my boy RM. And yes, y'all just heard me turn the page because I got some quotes by him. I want to run by y'all real quick. My boy RM, my heart is, is pounding for him because... He did not get one nomination. He only got his nominations through BTS's nominations. Same as Jen. Same as J-Hope with the exception of that one song, Song of the Year with J. Cole, when it should have been collab of the year. I'm not understanding why they snubbed R.M. And like I said, you can't say that he didn't qualify or wasn't eligible because the eligibility period was October 22nd, 2022 to September 23rd, 2023. And his album came out 
on December 2nd, 2022, a month after the eligibility period opened up. And not only that, you guys, he set records as well. Billboard says his album is artistically amazing. His album cover got voted the top 20 of all time. And you're going to sit up here and not nominate him at all. Again, some of these nominations have 20 plus nominees. You couldn't squeeze our boy RM in for that? Fire, fire, flower works, not fireworks. Um, flower works went to number one. Like, hello. We love that song. We still listening to it today. Like his stuff is still charting today. Look it up. As a matter of fact, at one point, his music left and re-entered the charts throughout the year. And you're telling me you can't get R.M.'s music nominated anywhere in the 16 categories. Yeah, okay. And I'm not just saying that because I'm Army. I'm saying that because his work was beautiful. Everything R.M. touches is beautiful. When he did the collab with Balming Tiger. Wait a minute, where's that at? I'm just out thinking about it. Where's the collab with Caldy at? Where's the collab with, what's her name? Su Yuong or Yo Suong? I think it's Su Yuong. Where's that at? Smoke Sprite, where's that at? Don't ever say love me. Where's that at? Where are these collabs that the RM has been doing? What do you have against my boy RM? I believe they got something against him. What did he do to you guys? I just want to know because... Make it make sense, y'all. Make it make sense to me, you guys. I, I want someone out there just to let me know what happened. Again, you can email me at that kpoptalk at gmail.com or leave a comment. DM me on my Instagram. My Instagram, my TikTok, they're all the same thing. That kpop talk. Can't miss it. Someone please get back to me. Let me know. Make it make sense because it doesn't make any sense to me why RM has been left out why he's been snubbed at the mom awards but yet v john john cook and jimin all have all these accolades it doesn't make sense now i do think that the mom awards has something against rappers because i noticed all the rappers were not voted for album of the year and all the rappers were not voted for a couple other categories too so i don't know if they got something against rappers or hip hop people. That's just my thing. Because I'm I'm noticing now that the vocal line, they all got nominated for something. Think about it. Except for Jen, which is weird. But none of the hip hop people really got voted for anything much. They got a nominee here or there, like J Hope, one nomination. Sugar, two. That's it. So or three. That's it. No, was it two or three that Sugar got nominated for? Was it Song of the Year, Album of the Year? Okay, three. Sugar got three. I don't know, you guys. And I'm pretty sure this isn't the only group. Like I said, in Hype and also got snubbed. So I don't know, you guys. This is weird. You know, and there's things over here in America that doesn't make sense either. You know, I've seen some groups and artists and you know, even actors or actresses or movies get snubbed too. I mean, I know that happens. I just don't know why it happened to the extent that it did with R.E.M. 16 categories, you couldn't nominate him not for one thing. Jen, I'll give you a pass on that because he only had one song. So there's only so many nominations you can nominate him for. Categories you can nominate him for. But your boy put out, R.E.M. put out a whole album that charted. Did very well in the United States and, you know, in Europe, worldwide, actually. And you could not give him a nomination. Wow, Mama. Mama Awards, look, no shade, but shade. Meaning, you know, I don't understand why, why you did my boy like that. I don't. I'm, I'm still, you know, I had to... And the reason why I say um, I'm turning the page because I got quotes about RM because I watched his uh, V Live 
And the oh, uh, nominations, did you guys know the nominations came out on the 19th, the same day that R.E.M. did his V-Live? So I went back and watched his V-Live again to see how his emotional state was because I'm sorry, but if I was R.E.M. and I watched all my co-members except for Jen come out and they get nominations and I didn't get one, I would feel some type of way. And R.E.M. did say, um, that he had a lot of stuff in his stuck in his head, and it is always on repeat. I'm trying to look at his his verbiage. He said, "All the stuff stuck in my head, always on repeat." What stuff is stuck in RM's head that's always on repeat, you guys? I hope it's not that he's not good enough, or you know. Because he does think like that sometimes. RM is good enough. Just because he didn't get nominated does not mean he's not good enough. He is good enough, you guys. And we shower RM with love right now. And he says, I'm trying to enjoy my life. He's trying to, he's trying to make sure that despite what anyone says about him, that he enjoys who he is. And he also said, try to enjoy every taste of his life. And, you know, the pieces, that's what he said. He said, I'm trying to enjoy every taste of my life, the pieces. And he always, and he talked about, it's almost been a year that Indigo was released and he wants to enjoy that before his new music comes out. And it has to be devastating that he didn't get recognized at the Mamas before his new music comes out. And he said he does feel lost and lonely these days. And he said, try to befriend yourself because... At the end of the day, no one can save you from yourself but you, which is true. And he tried to give us an air hug. And he said, don't ask him about the military. So, and he said he was on the live because he just wanted to see us. Y'all, RM has a heart. He has a heart full of gold. And for him to take on the masses of criticism of of this world it makes you wonder you know how he's really doing and he said he came on to to see army to get to give us a hug and we give him a hug because we make him feel better you know in other words and i wonder if he heard that nomination and was just like i gotta talk to army and not telling us because it has to affect him some somewhat. It does. I don't care what he says. I, it has to affect them. Not them, but affect him. Sorry. It has to affect him. I don't, I don't care what he says on that V-Live. I'm pretty sure he's affected in some way, shape, or form. As y'all can tell, I'm very spicy about this subject. Because it just doesn't make any sense. But, you know. Okay, you guys, I'm going to wrap up the BTS segment before I get even spicier because <laughs> I did my boy wrong. But um, coming up next is the last segment of my podcast. It's a segment where I give you my music video picks of music videos that have been recently released. So don't go anywhere. My last segment is coming up next. Welcome back to that K-pop talk. It is time for my last segment. And this is um, the segment where I give you my music video picks of the week that have been recently released. Um, I think there are like, what? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six music videos um, that I, I'm vibing out to this week that have been recently released. Um, the first one is Break the Break by Exonary Heroes. Now this music video actually came out 10 days ago. Um, and y'all, let me tell y'all, I really love this music video. Every time I listen to it, it's starting to grow on me. The song is and break the break is really B R E A K the break B R A K E. Um, like you putting your foot on the brakes, but you're breaking the actual break, right? Um, love this song. You guys It's from the fourth mini album, live lock. 
Exonary Heroes always comes through with their rock band vibe and I really love it. So Break the Break is the first music video. The second music video are actually three music videos about the same song. And it's by Treasure and it's called Bomb, B-O-M-B, which is the Kaboom version. Let me tell y'all, to me, this is Treasure's best song to date. I am loving this song. I love the flow. I love the music break on this song when they go into the dance break um, of this song. And it's really interesting because this is a dance performance music video, but yet there is a dance break in the dance performance music video. Um, I love the song. Like you guys, um, like you guys will really, really love it if you if you heard it. So Make sure you watch the music video bomb or listen to it. B-O-M-B, Kaboom version by Treasure. They have um, the dance performance teaser version, um, the dance performance regular version, and they also have the white dance performance version, which is um, them dancing in a white background. They have like these white and light blue Letterman jackets. So cute, you guys. And I'm really loving their new vibe. I'm loving their new vibe. They're, they're, you can tell they, they've rebranded. And y'all, this treasure, I like. This this treasure right here under YG, I like. Um, next, let's, let's go on because I could talk about that for a minute. Like, I, I really am liking where treasure, the direction treasure is going. Um, the next one is by Wasa. And this is called Chili. I love her vibe. Like, it took a while for Wasa to grow on me. Or Wasa. Is it Wasa or Wasa? I think it's Wasa. Um, it took a while for Wasa to grow on me, you guys. And I see why she's nominated at the Mama Awards. Like, her vibe is so chill. Her and Jessie, to me, are, like, just chill, you know? And I really love their hip-hop vibe. They just, they're just chill. Um, I don't know how else to describe both of them, but especially this one by Chili. Um, good job. The next music video is by someone else who also was part of her group. Her name is... Chuyu, Chuyu, is that how you say her name? C-H-U-U, formerly of Luna. Her name of her song is called How. Y'all, this is a beautiful song. Um, it's sci-fi fantasy, uh, and it's just gorgeous. Like the 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 coloring and just her being so gentle in this song. Y'all gotta listen to it. It's How by Chuyu. And I think um I'm trying to think, does she have any other songs that she recently released? I think she released some other songs too as well. So you guys go listen to her. Good job. I think we're running, not running, but we're coming into a space now where people are going solo and you're finding more solo female artists that are breaking off from these girl groups and are really doing a phenomenal job. So good job to you. Um, next group is by a group called Lightsome. Now, I know people in the K-pop community already know this group, but I have not heard of this group until I heard of this song. And let me tell you, I like these girls. They're a little bit more on the traditional K-pop side, but not as traditional as Kept Wonder. And they have a very um, catchy uh, chorus line to the song, Honey to Spice. And uh, that's another music video pick of mine of the week. Okay, and the last music video that I want to recommend is um, The Kid Leroy, John John Cook, and Central C. The name of the song is called Too Much. And the only reason why I'm mentioning this song is because of John John Cook. I really love his part in this song. They advertised it like it was John John Cook's song. And I will have to say, their marketing almost paid off. And I said almost because y'all know I'm a numbers person. The Kid Leroy did, I think, $6.5 in one day. That is nowhere near the number game of John John Cook. Had John John Cook done this song by himself, he would have easily cleared 10, 15 million in one day. So that's let me know that Army fans, you know, we're not going to the Kid Leroy's YouTube page to support him. Because you remember, the streams doesn't affect John John Cook at all because it's not on John John Cook or BTS's website on YouTube. It This is solely going to be on the Kid Leroy. It's going to go towards his streams, right? So, ARMY, we're smart. You guys are smart out there in K-pop fandom. You know 
if this would have been under John John Cook or BTS's YouTube, we would have been streaming it like crazy. Had this been on John John Cook's Spotify, we would have been streaming it like crazy. And in some ways, it is under his Spotify if it's on his playlist. But if it's not, let me tell y'all, at first, I did not understand why the numbers were a little bit lower, but y'all, I get it. I get it. It's all about supporting John John Cook. And if we would have streamed the Kid Leroy's, it would have been supporting him. So y'all, you know, I'm learning. I'm learning, you guys. Okay, you guys, so that wraps up my podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Tune in next week because we're going to start doing my K-pop giveaways to celebrate my one-year anniversary coming up on December 2nd. You don't want to miss it. And you guys, you already know what it's about. It's about that K-pop talk. I will see you next week. Bye.